0: Welcome to Boating Insights. This is a podcast about achieving your boating dreams. Brought to you by Above and Beyond Boating. We deliver the leading courses to skipper your own boat. Hi, I'm Neil from Above and Beyond Boating and today I'm joined by my dad, Mr Chris Driscoll. Thanks for joining us, dad. Uh My pleasure. And uh, today we're going to be talking to you... Um, with a slight variation on a normal boating insight which is a uh something that dad taught me many years ago uh, about creating a formula for comparisons around the cost of boat ownership each year um now just to set this one up i am um, uh you know i'd, I'd say dad's probably you, you got a little bit of knowledge here with 75 years of non-stop boating three yachts and currently on your second motor cruiser but um Roger, one of our trainers, you know, he often jokes that if you asked your accountant if you should have a boat, um, then the answer would always be no. W-
1: what is it you did for a living for your career? I was a chartered accountant for 50 years.
0: Right. So in theory, you're, you you would say no, but given that you've pretty much owned a boat your entire life, it's fair to say that you would you'd say that's okay?
1: Yes, a boat is uh, a very important part of my life. I'm lost when I haven't got one
0: perfect so we um the the reason i mention this is because although it's important to pay attention to the cost of ownership the the key thing is also you're buying a lifestyle decision so it's more what we're looking at today is to give you a way that you can compare because with boats some years will be more expensive than others and Sometimes that's bad luck, like an engine needing a rebuild, and other years it's good luck because you spent less time in the office and more time on the water. So the, the point of this is just to try and help explain the cost of ownership, correct?
1: Yes, it will vary from year to year, personal circumstances. And the other factor is the weather, uh, which most years is fairly decent, but you will get in the odd year, just when you were going on your annual holiday, you can't do it.
0: Okay, now the reason I... The reason I want to look at this today is part of what we're going to be doing is factoring in the usage of the boat. And I think before we explain the formula, because it's not that complicated, it's just, yeah, it's just a tool, but before we explain the formula, let's look at usage. So when you talk usage, Dad, what do you count as usage?
1: I count my visits to the boat when we won't necessarily go off its berth. I could go down for half an hour uh, to an hour to do some maintenance work. I could also have occasions where we've got people who want to see the boat, family, friends or relatives, but they don't want to go to sea. They think they could be seasick or conditions are horrible. So we will go and sit in the cockpit. Uh, we will have a cup of tea, perhaps a beer uh, and some snacks. And they can sit in the sun and look around and they feel really important and enjoying themselves. And it's surprising a number of times you'll do that in the course of a twelve months.
0: Yeah, cool. So it doesn't necessarily have to be venturing up. It's not even just whether it's in the harbour or liverboard. It's just using the boat as part of your life can still count as a as a day within your tour with Carnival. Most saying, definitely.
1: So. And and the and the one thing that uh, we were very clear of as young people that you don't expose people to the water for. Longer than is good for them, so that they become frightened. Uh, if you remember when you were a small boy, your mother spent a lot of time teaching you all about cardinal marks. What she was doing was distracting you, so that you had something else to think about, and it was very, very important. And she has done that to a lot of people over the years.
0: Yeah. Okay. Cool. So that's and that's a good thing to remember. It's just because you, as a skipper, might, you know have your maximum enjoyment from big, long trips, or, or even just the destination, if not the trip, depends on what, what your approach is. But, you know, if you're going to invite people onto your boat and you want to be a good skipper, it's important, or a great skipper, it's important that you're actually thinking about what's going to be right for the people that are coming um, in your, terms of age, physical ability, seasickness.
1: Your, your, your guests are important. You've invited them to be guests. You treat them the same way as if they were in your house. If somebody comes to dinner with you and uh, they are vegetarian then you will cater in that way for them and not give them a plate full of red meat and it's just just the same on the boat keep them occupied you want them to go home feeling really happy and they've had a wonderful day out
0: cool just say so you no, know, and I'm on your boat I'm always grateful for a plate of red meat though <laughs> but um, I am um, uh, all right well thank you dad I think that uh, that's really helpful I think then moving into the the formula so um you know let's look at what you do for uh, just working it out for a year what goes in and how you do it and then from that we'll we'll look at why you might look at that year on year
1: well the the first big cost everybody's got is our annual maintenance uh be it a marina or swinging mooring there's a bill that comes in at the beginning of the year and it's got to be paid in in full usually the next big bill at the same time is your insurance you then need to, you know each year that your annual refit is going to cost a certain amount of money. Your boat will have to be lifted out with a crane or brought on a cradle up a slipway, uh, chopped off, uh, the bottom needs to be cleaned, the yard will then professionally re anti for you, the woodwork uh, will need attention, A, cleaning off and B, where where necessary new varnish will be put on and with a fibreglass hull it needs professionally polishing in my opinion because the tools are so heavy that the average old man cannot pick them up and do it. So there, are your very basic costs. The next thing to take into account is you know historically roughly what you spent on fuel year against year so you can build in a budget for your fuel costs and any other repairs that would occur on an annual basis. Perhaps you've got cockpit covers that take a bit of a, a battering in the storms and they need to come off and go to the sailmakers and back on. Not necessarily a very expensive job in, in UK terms, probably £100 a year. Add those all together and you've got a fairly good estimate of your running costs of your boat over the year.
0: Awesome. And then basically all you do is divide that number by the number of days usage
1: yes number of days usage and 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 the important thing with the number of days usage is to take into account the number of days that you physically use the boat and that includes the days when you go on board on your normal berth for a period of time to do things it is not the number of days you're off off the berth because that the boat gets used all the time one way or the other
0: okay and so just a few people here will probably be thinking especially if they don't yet own a boat they'll be wondering why we've both left depreciation out given that we you know we live and breathe this stuff it's not like we don't know about depreciation what i have a view why don't you put the why do you leave depreciation out
1: it's very difficult to calculate depreciation on a boat in a in the u k market uh, if the economy is buoyant, boats don't depreciate particularly aggressively. My own boat, which i have now had for about twelve years, has gone down in value by about a quarter of what I originally paid for it over a twelve year period uh and I just don't put that into the calculation.
0: Yeah, I think, look, I think that's fair. And I think it's, um, I, you know, I'm of a similar mindset. I think the the problem, as soon as you start putting depreciation into this, because it's an arbitrary number, you know, a boat is only worth what someone's prepared to pay for it. And you've got to factor in if you're selling how long you end up holding the boat and maintaining it when you're not actually in your mind the owner anymore, you're trying to sell. You, you just, you distort the number that you don't really end up with something you can work with. You don't know what the boat was worth at the sale until you sold it. So you could do that later, but we just leave it out so that you get a clean understanding of what you're looking at. No different to if you were just looking at EBIT with a business performance, right? There,
1: there is also a danger of taking into account depreciation because if you do, you arbitrary calculate what your boat is worth. So let's say it cost $200,000 to... To start with, and three years later, you decide the boat is only worth a hundred and fifty thousand dollars. For sake of argument, the big risk is then that you might decide to ins- reduce your hull value for insurance purposes. On that basis, so you could be underinsured if you have a claim, and the an insurance company would pl- apply the clause called "average" to you, so you wouldn't even get. $150,000 you've decided to write it down by a quarter they're going to do the same to your gain you could lose out badly it is wiser and safer to have your boats slightly over insured I've always kept my boats insured for what I originally paid for them
0: awesome okay so so what we've done just quick summary so we've worked out basically any time you go to the boat counts as usage even if you don't go out we've added in all of the numbers of um, the costs of running the boat, which I think you beautifully explained, and then we've divided that total number by the the number of days, to, and that gives us a a number to work with. The idea is that we can then use that year on year, really year on year, because although things come at different times, most stuff is on an annual cycle: birthing, insurance, uh, anti-foul, etc. So it just makes sense to use a year. Um, and then each year we can take a difference. So as an example, I'll see, you know, where we help people get ready to do the trip of a lifetime. And hopefully that's the beginning of, you know, a lifetime of bigger trips. That first year will often seem quite a lot of money because it is a lot of money if they've replaced sales, upgraded hardware, you know, more involved maintenance, etc. Maybe it, you know, increases spares inventory. However, they then might go and spend three months on the boat in one hit, plus their normal usage in the rest of the year. With your formula, there's a chance that the cost of ownership in that year has actually stayed the same, maybe even gone down, depending on, on how much they spent. Is that, is that about right?
1: A- absolutely perfect. You will have. Whenever you change your boat, you're going to buy certain things as a one-off that will last you the whole life of that boat, And quite possibly, you'll then take them with you onto the next boat. But there are individual costs, and uh, day's usage is the very important part. If you do this calculation, you know what your boat is going to cost you this year, roughly what it's going to cost you next year. And when you come to look at your family income, and you can see the boat takes x percentage of it you then know what you've got left for other things uh, such as holidays to keep the rest of family happy
0: yeah i i, I do i think funny enough, i think in some households they're not allowed to make the boat the first thing that gets paid i certainly know that wouldn't fly with my wife but i like the i like the idea and i you know hats off to you that 75 years later you're still getting away with that one um
1: your grandfather got away with it as well he taught me well
0: now the um the the part of this and you know I've it was kind of a founding principle of what we're doing with the business is that you when I then looked at this idea one of the things I'm always trying to do is increase at least each year uh, the confidence that people have for being able to handle their boat in a marina or under sail where we just try and increase it by at least 10% a year of whatever that number is you know very simple you know very simple if they're any happy going out in 20 knots we increase it by 10 percent and so on and just keep going up however why where i've seen this is because with just one lesson where we did half power half sale you can easily achieve that and that for me is where you can then also see great value and we've seen the results now for people that have been working with us for 10 years where they've They've just had us come in once a year, be it for safety or boat handling or a, a mixture at different points in their family and ownership cycle. And there's an easy payback from putting that, that budget to essentially maintain and develop their skills into increasing the usage.
1: There's been a big change about boats during my lifetime. Uh, your grandfather, for instance, would never have given your, your grandmother an opportunity to helm any of his boats uh, your mother will very reluctantly uh, she's much happier doing every other job on the boat and she happens to be a very good navigator so she's fully involved uh, and, and loves her boat ownership and her boat days The ne- you and your sister the next generation got very involved and your the, my, our grandchildren it show, it's, it's showing again ladies now steer boats Far more often than they ever did before, and in a lot of families, when you're coming into the berth, the lady will bring the boat in, and the husband will do the jumping ashore on all the lines. Complete change, nothing wrong with it.
0: No, no in many regards to yours, that's a really good thing. That's um, and good to have. Good to have pointed out. I think having a, a, a balance is excellent. Well, look, um, thank you very much for joining us today, Dad. And um, look, I think they've been uh, an excellent boating insight. So well done and thank you.
1: Thank you very much for having me.